Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to number two of my Set Apart podcast. Today's podcast I am so excited about because it's something that I deal with personally. This one hits home for me because it's something that I am constantly battling. And if you're like me, it's going to be a constant battle for you too. But when your eyes are open to it, you will understand the importance of this principle. So let's just dive right in. Today's podcast is called Four toxic phrases that the next generation has to stop using. You know, a major part of being set apart by God is taking control of your tongue. Here's the deal about the tongue. It's about so much more than just the tongue. What comes out of your mouth is actually an indication of what is in your heart. Matthew 12, 34 to 37 says, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good that is stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil that is stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word that they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. I don't know about you, but that verse makes me want to take the words that come out of my mouth so much more seriously. I don't want to have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word that I've spoken. I already know that I've spoken plenty of careless words already. However, without a surprise, culture believes the exact opposite of God's word once again. People today do not give any thought to their speech. In fact, they often say things like, you do you. Words to Generation Z especially have little to no meaning as I just said earlier, that is a direct representation of the current state of their hearts. You know, it's even more than this. It goes even further. What the next generation fails to realize is that what comes out of one's mouth is directly impacting his or her future. Simple words can either build someone's future or tear it down. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You know, if you knew the way that you spoke could change your life in an instant, how would you change it right now? I don't know if you've noticed, but Gen Z has adopted a lot of one-liners that are actually quite toxic. And because they are trends, they've become totally normalized. But as we've learned before, just because something is normalized, that does not mean it is okay. I'll admit it, I'm guilty of using these sayings that I'm about to share. It's taken a lot of personal work to stop myself from using them because they've been crafted in such a humorous light. You know, oftentimes I've discovered these lighthearted sayings from a, a humorous TikTok video, and unfortunately they weaseled themselves into my daily vocabulary. And if you are like me today and you've discovered these videos, these humorous videos and the sayings that they've produced... I'm going to ruin some of your fun today and awaken you to just how terrible and toxic these sayings really are and why we have to stop using them immediately. Number one, I'm so dead. This one's been around for quite a while and it's still thriving today, unfortunately, and I am so guilty of using this one. You know, I didn't realize how much of a habit this sentence was until my mother-in-law, Leanne, called it out in me. She helped me realize how often I use it. Every time something funny happened or I experienced a good moment in my life, I would yell, I'm so dead, as a way of saying I was excited. And as I stated earlier, your tongue has the power to create life and death. 
And when you speak over yourself that you are so dead, you are quite literally speaking death over your situation. And what is so crafty about this sentence is that it's used as a reaction to humor. You know, God gifted us joy and humor, and that is exactly the opposite of what the devil wants you to have. Joy and humor are life-giving. Depression is deathly. What I'm trying to help you understand is that the devil understands how powerful your tongue is. And if he can get you to respond to the joy in your life with a deathly statement, then he's done his job. 1 Peter 3.10 says, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. We must stop responding to beautiful, joyful moments in life with the I'm dead saying. Why don't we just go back to saying, wow, that's so funny, or wow, I really love that. Instead of speaking depression over your life, start encouraging joyful moments by speaking life. Number two, spill the tea. This one is really trendy right now, and I would hope that this one is a little more self-explanatory. However, I'm constantly being surprised because culture has gained more of an ear with the next generation than the Bible has. But spill the tea is a statement that is used to encourage someone to spill what they know about someone or a situation. And because it has become such a normalized statement, unfortunately, many Christian women forget that this is simply just gossip. Camouflage is a new trendy saying. I don't think I have to go too deeply into why gossiping is wrong. You all know why it's wrong and that it is wrong. Proverbs 17.9 says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. I would say that if you cannot learn how to shut your mouth about something that someone's done or a situation, you don't truly love that person. The verse I just shared literally says you seek love if you cover that person. So what does cover mean? It means that you are a shield of protection to someone. It means you shut your mouth. When you don't cover that person, when you don't protect them, you are separating the friendship and dishonoring them. God calls us to cover our brothers and sisters and seek out a solution with them one on one. Matthew 18, 15 says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. Here is my challenge with this saying. Instead of spilling the tea with someone who has no business knowing what you know, instead sit down with that person one-on-one and enjoy some tea together. Together you can defuel the situation and find an honorable solution. So don't spill the tea, drink some tea. Number three. She's such a pick-me girl, or even worse, she's such an attention whore. Ugh, I just hate that. First of all, women have to stop calling other women bad words. I hate when I hear girls calling other girls the B-word, whore, slut. I mean, there's so many awful names out there. When you do that, you're just giving men the excuse to say those things about women as well. And women are going to have to lead the way about what is appropriate to say through the way that we speak to one another. And here's on another note, if a girl is seeking attention, instead of criticizing her, figure out what the root of that need is. 
When women lack confidence, when they're hurting, when they're depressed, or sometimes when they're even being abused, they often cope by seeking attention. And the worst thing you could do is criticize that woman more about needing attention. Proverbs 12.18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So sit down with her. Ask her what's going on in her life. Maybe take her out to coffee and give her some much-needed time. I guarantee you she'll start opening up to you about what is going on in her life. Number four, we don't claim you. This one's a continual theme in the Set Apart blog because it's a movement right now, unfortunately. This little statement of we don't claim you is so annoying. You know, our world is in such a high political climate. Right now, more than ever, Christians are against Christians, Republicans against Democrats, and vaccinated against unvaccinated. Something I've seen way too much on the internet is this we don't claim you movement. And even worse is it's often used as a trolling comment on social media posts. And oftentimes I see it when people are losing an argument and they don't know what to say. They'll just say, well, well, I just don't claim you like that really does anything. And here's the unfortunate part. It's not just one side that I'm seeing using this comment. I'm seeing the Christians and the unbelieving use this and claim that they don't claim people who think differently than them. Those of us who call ourselves followers of Christ ought to be very thoughtful the next time we use this statement. Because Job 6.14 says, Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. What I get from this verse is very simple, and I hope it's simple for you too. If you have any fear of the Lord, you ought to take seriously who you show and withhold kindness from. God does not unclaim anyone. And thank God he doesn't. Otherwise, you and I would be in big trouble. So let's just decide that we will all replicate God's love and claim all people as valued children of him. So those are just four statements that I thought were the most common and needed to be talked about. And there are so many more out there. But now your eyes have been opened to the importance of your tongue. And my hope is now that you will also open your ears to hear for opportunities to encourage and lift up other people. You know, when you hear a girl speak death over herself, when she says, I'm so dead, respond with, hey, don't say that. You are loved, you are beautiful, and you are so full of joy. When you feel tempted to spill the tea about someone, stop yourself and solve the issue with the person one-on-one. Go out and have some tea together. When someone else spills the tea and you hear them spilling the tea, you know what you should say? You should say, you know what? That's actually none of my business. Maybe you should go talk to her if it's bothering you so much. Encourage your sister to go do the right thing. When someone says, she's such a pick-me girl, or she's such an attention whore, respond with, You know, maybe she's struggling with something and needs to talk about it. Maybe you should give her some attention. Maybe that's what she needs right now. Next time you're tempted to say you don't claim someone, stop yourself and ask if Jesus would claim that person and ponder on how he has claimed you despite all of your faults. You know, when you accept this principle of positive speech over your life, you will see how God will bless you spiritually, 
physically, emotionally, and even in my life, financially. As soon as I started putting this into practice, I started to see just how impactful my tongue was in shifting my reality. I hope you too will set yourself apart from culture and forsake some of these sayings that have plagued our generation in such a detrimental way. You who follow God are set apart as shepherds of this generation. But to be a shepherd, you have to separate yourself from the sheep. One of the best ways you can do that is by grabbing control of your tongue, which we know is a direct representation of one's heart. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I upload new Set Apart podcasts every single week. Go to AubreyMatesias.com to learn more.